team. Would you give them a hand one more time? Awesome. You can grab a seat this morning. Oh, night, night. I wanted to finish strong, but uh, they mute my mic when I come up on stage to so make sure I don't get to sing with them, unfortunately. Welcome, everyone. Merry Christmas. It's so great to have you joining us this morning and all the kids in the building as well. Kids, if you want to, you're more than welcome to come and sit down the front this morning. If you want to come and sit down the front, you can. If you want to stay with your parents, you can. Can I just encourage all the parents, just relax. It's a family service today. There's going to be a bit of noise. I'm not going to talk for a long time. So we're all relaxed. We're all just enjoying ourselves. So just just, uh, have fun. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I love it. A bit of encouragement from the front row. I love it. It's fantastic. Well, um, I just wanted to talk to us this morning about the meaning of the gifts. Christmas time is a time where we give so many gifts to one another, and it's such an incredible time of gift giving. But the greatest gift that we have received is the gift of Jesus Christ. It says in John 3:16, "For God so loved the world, that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Is anybody here married to a gifts person? Somebody that their love language is gifts. Anybody here that's married to someone or has a friend or knows someone that is a massive gifts person? Yes, I put my hand up very, very high. And so at Christmas time, you've got to be ready. You've got to be ready to give the gifts. And sometimes a gifts person, they do some tricks. They tell you things like, oh, we're not going to worry about gifts this year. We're not going to worry about it. Or don't worry about for my birthday or don't worry about for Christmas. No, no, we won't do gifts. And sometimes some of us rookies have fallen into the trap of believing. Either our wives or our husbands and believing, oh, that's, that's a great idea. We're going to save a bit of money. We're not going to do it. That's fantastic. And it gets to Christmas Day and you have nothing. And this person has a, a semi-trailer of gifts unpacking out the front for you. That's definitely happened to me before. And so I've learned that never believe it, never believe it. Like there is always going to be gifts. If there's a moment to give gifts, get ready, Ben, because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But you know, there's people that really put a lot of effort into the gifts. There's meaning behind the gifts. There's significance. They've thought about it for weeks, months, maybe sometimes years of what they're going to get this person for Christmas or this particular occasion. And there's this opportunity where people put so much into the gifts. And I want to talk this morning about the three gifts that were given to Jesus and some of the meaning behind these gifts. And so if you've got your Bibles or if you want to follow along on the screen, Matthew chapter 2 tells us about the Christmas story and the wise men coming to bring the gifts to Jesus. And so it says here in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men and perhaps some wise women from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? You can bring your gifts. You've come early, but that's okay. I like it. It's fantastic. Thanks, guys. Amazing. Come and give these guys a huge hand. (laughs) 
Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw this star as it rose and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked them, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will shepherd the people of Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them that when the star first appeared, then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with their mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts. Here they are, gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Thank you, guys. I think we have some blame that's being shifted towards Ali Campbell. Kids, they're always honest, aren't they? Oh, to Tim. Tim Campbell, you jumped the gun. What were you thinking? (laughs) I love it. Well, hey, listen, the gifts arrived. And you know what? The gifts better early than late, hey? So they're here. They're here on stage. Thank you. Come on, give these guys a hand one more time. Amazing. Wise men and women. So these gifts that were given, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, these wise men that came to present these gifts to Jesus, they seem like an odd gift to give a baby, right? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I mean, I'm happy if I was, as a child, someone presented gold to me. It'd be worth a lot of money today, right? But gold, frankincense, and myrrh seems like a strange gift to give a child. But it's true when we look at the the meaning of the gifts and the understanding of it, that these wise men were giving a gift to a king. They understood the authority of this child. This wasn't just some child born in Bethlehem. This was the Messiah. This was the promised one. This was Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords that had come to earth to save us from our sins. And so these gifts were an acknowledgement of who Jesus was. You know, when we look at the gifts, it's actually a lot of biblical scholars believe that some of these gifts were used to be able to cover the costs of them to be able to move out of that place when they escaped Herod to try and move Jesus away from danger when Herod made this decision to try and kill everyone that was under two years old. And so these gifts were possibly used to be able to sell, to create a pathway for them to be able to get out of this place. And one Bible commentator says this, the primary significance of the gifts lay in their great value. They were indeed gifts fit for a king. Beyond making it clear that these were treasures given in an act of worship, Scripture doesn't give specific, um, specifics of the meanings. However, without venturing too far off into extra-biblical speculation, it's reasonable to draw a few possible inferences from the gifts brought by the wise men. And so I want to look at some of those things this morning. Three things the wise men and their gifts tell us about Jesus. The first one's this, number one, his power as king. 
it says that they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, gold was a valuable gift given to kings and was a symbol of the authority of King Jesus. We'd all love to, to receive some gold billion on Christmas morning, wouldn't we? We'd all love to receive that. Well, Jesus actually received it. And that gold was a significant gift because it was a reminder that he was a king. Gold was given to kings and to royalty in the culture and the times. And gold was given to King Jesus to remind all of us in generations to come that he was king. He wasn't just a child born, but he was the king. He was the king that was born to save us from our sins. It was customary to give these gifts and these treasures to to kings on earth, but it was more than that. It was a reminder that we have a king. Even though this happened in ancient times, we know that even today gold is valuable. And gold is a reminder from generations that gold was a reminder that this was a king, that these gifts were given to. You know, my son Cooper, who is eight, always says to me, Dad, what was it like in the olden days? (laughs) What was it like in the olden days, Dad? And I'm like, well, it's very similar to the days that you live in, son. And it's the same with the gold. Just like the gold was significant back then, it is still significant today because it was given because he was a king. I love what it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 30. It says, Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will be will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And Christmas is a reminder of that, that his kingdom will never end, that Jesus is king. He is Lord of lords. He is the highest priority when it comes to Christmas time. I love the festivities. I love the fun. I love Santa Claus. I love the gifts. I love the time with family. But hey, let's never forget that Christmas is about King Jesus. King Jesus is the priority. He is our focus. He is who we serve. The second thing this morning is frankincense and frankincense is about teaches us about his purpose as Emmanuel God with us you know frankincense was used in the temple to worship God it was a symbol of deity it wasn't something that the common man had access to frankincense because it was so expensive and so it was something that was used in the temple specifically for worship And so when this gift was given from the wise men of frankincense, it's a great reminder that this wasn't just a child, but this was deity. This was God that was among us, Emmanuel, God here with us on earth, that God would love us so much that he would come down to earth, that he would cross that boundary to reach us and to save us. And I think that it's worth remembering every Christmas time that God loves us that much, that He personally came. He didn't just send a delegation. He didn't just send somebody else. He didn't delegate this opportunity. He actually came Himself. And it really shows us the heart of God is for relationship. The fact that Jesus was born into family. The fact that Jesus was a relational God. That He wanted to know us personally and intimately. Frankincense reminds us who was born on that day. It was deity. It was God. It was Jesus Christ who was prophesied and spoken to us. When we look at frankincense, it says frankincense is an aerobic gum 
resin that is still widely used in parts of the Middle East and Africa today. It is produced by scraping the bark of certain native species of trees and then harvesting the beads of resin that had dried. When burned as incense, it creates a strong and beautiful aroma. In the ancient Near East, the cost of frankincense precluded it from being used as a common household air freshener. Rather, the burning of frankincense was closely associated with ceremonial worship. And so you can imagine the smell and the aroma as a reminder of who Jesus is. He's God amongst us. That God would come down and put on flesh and bone and be with us and skin and move into the neighborhood of humanity for you and I. I love what it says in Luke 1.14. So the Word became human and made His home among us. And I love that, that He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's not a distant God. He's a God that came near. And finally, this morning, when we look at myrrh, it teaches about his plan to die for our sin. See, myrrh was used to anoint and for burial, and is a symbol of the humanity of Jesus who died for our sins. See, these gifts, they all have a level of significance. The gold talks to us about the power and the authority of Jesus, that he was King Jesus. The frankincense, it reminds us that it's God with us, that this was deity that had come down to earth, that although in this manger it just seemed like so ordinary, there was something extraordinary that was happening. And myrrh reminds us of the purpose of God, that He came on a mission to save us from our sins, that He came to die on that cross for you and I to save us from our sins. And that's what myrrh represents. It represents the anointing oil. It represents the the oil that was used upon burial and reminds us that Jesus came for a purpose. It does seem like an odd gift to give a child. But when you understand the purpose of Jesus, we can see clearly why it was given. It says in Matthew 1, 21, And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And can I remind you this Christmas time, Jesus wasn't just a moral guide, a teacher, a prophet, a miracle worker. He came on a mission, a rescue mission to save you and I from our sins. Emmanuel, God with us here on earth to come to die on that cross, to save us from our sin and our shame, to remove any separation and barrier with humanity and to know us personally in relationship. Let's not forget the great gift that we've been given. These these gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, they all point towards Jesus. They point towards His purpose. They point towards who He was. And the greatest gift that we can have, the greatest gift that we can open this year is the gift of relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, I love this quote. Someone once said, who can add to Christmas? The perfect motive is that God so loved the world. The perfect gift is that He gave His only Son. The only requirement is to believe in Him. The reward of our faith is that you shall have everlasting life. And so just for a moment, I want you to close your eyes and just reflect upon your life. This coming to the end of the year, 2022. This Christmas time, let's take a moment in our day just to reflect upon our lives. Do you know Jesus? 
Are you in an active, genuine relationship with Jesus right now? Because this Christmas time is an opportunity to open that door of relationship, to receive that great gift. We read about the great gifts that were given to Jesus and the greatest gift for humanity was Jesus himself who came to die for our sins and to set us free, to give us life abundant with him, to give us everlasting life with him. And so today, I just want you to reflect upon that and think about this incredible gift that's been given. Remind yourself again that the reason for the season is Jesus. What I want to do right now is I want to pray a prayer. You know, this has been a crazy last couple of years, so many things that have taken our focus, but I'd love us to put our focus upon Jesus this morning and make sure that He is King in our life. He is at the highest point. Make sure we are all in relationship with Him and personally knowing Jesus. That's what He wants us to do. He wants us to have relationship with Him. He doesn't just want to be studied in a text, but He wants to be known. And today, we're going to open that door of relationship, and I'm going to pray a simple prayer, asking Jesus to come into our heart. And so today, with everyone joining with me, I'm going to ask you to open your hearts and open your mouths and and, and say this prayer with me this morning. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart, you shall be saved. And so we're going to do that right now. So why don't you repeat this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, on this Christmas day, I give you my life. For my sins and mistakes, I'm sorry. I receive your gift of forgiveness. I receive your love and grace. Help me to live for you and to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you for what you've done for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lord, I thank you for Christmas. I thank you for the reminder every year that you loved us so much that you sent your only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And this Christmas 2022, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would be at the center of all of our celebrations as we go into 2023 and beyond. Lord Jesus, let us not be so distracted and focused on other things that we forget. Jesus, you are the reason for our existence. Jesus, you love us and you have a plan and a purpose for us and help us to live for you with everything in our lives, with everything in our heart. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Why don't you stand? We're going to sing one more song as we conclude this morning. We thank you for joining us this morning and being here on this Christmas morning with friends and family. And we pray for your protection as you travel over this Christmas season. And don't forget, the reason for the season is Jesus.